Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You want to support Roller Martin Unfiltered? Be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. as Roller Martin Unfiltered by going to RollerMartinUnfiltered.com. You can make this possible. All right, folks. Now, y'all know here on Roller Martin Unfiltered. We do something called the deconstruction of different things. We have in the past deconstructed uh, Kanye West, his nutty uh, news conference that took place in the Oval Office. We have deconstructed uh, the nuttiness of Candace Owens and so many others. And so uh, this morning I saw a video that took place yesterday uh, from a show on Fox Sports, their cable network. And it was... Uh, the show that has Marcellus Wiley and Jason Whitlock and Jim Jackson, uh, Jackson, former NBA star, and Marcellus Wiley, uh, former uh, NFL star, and Jason Whitlock, who never played professional ball. So um, we were watching this, and they were talking about this whole issue between Colin Kaepernick, Jay-Z, Eric Reed, and then Marcellus, who I really like. 
We've had Marcellus on the show. I think Marcellus is a very smart guy, uh, graduated, from, graduated from an Ivy League school. But I think sometimes you can be so smart you're dumb when you come to a certain form of analysis. And so I was watching this video and was deeply disturbed by what I was hearing out of the mouth of Marcellus Wiley. So what we're going to do is we're going to play for you the segment. Y'all know how we do the deconstruction. We play the video, then I say stop, then I deconstruct, then we play some more, and then we deconstruct. So, class is in session. You can begin. One, Jay-Z told you what he thinks of Kaepernick truly through his actions. He didn't go to Kaepernick to say, can I? Should I? He just did it. You know why? As he said, we're beyond kneeling. Was this the beginning? You can keep kneeling. I'm going to take this baton from you as you're kneeling and now translate this into the two things that are most important in this whole conversation, which is the money and the power that can give the resources back to those who are underprivileged, underserved, and voiceless. And I think that's been lost right now because of Kaepernick and the gestures that him and Eric Reed and Nessa are all following. Here's the thing. Jay-Z is smart. You don't become Marcy Projects to billionaire and not be smart and have your spidey sense that can read this. And Jay-Z is guilty of, of giving Kaepernick a pass the same way I was guilty of giving him a pass. I was conflicted. From day one, I was against him kneeling. Because I said, get up and get those resources because where we're from, your kneeling at, at, at kickoff has nothing to do with our situation unless you translate that, materialize it, and monetize it. Stop right there. Now, first and foremost, Marcellus says that he was against Colin Kaepernick initially kneeling because he said, get up and get the resources. If anyone who actually followed any of this, the NFL's commitment to resources to fight social justice did not happen until after this thing blew up. It's not like the NFL said before a protest, hey, we're going to commit ourselves to spend upwards of $100 million dollars fighting social justice. That was the response to the protest. So it's a little hard, Marcellus, for you to now say you were against the protest by Colin Kaepernick because you were saying, go get those resources to help the community when the resources were not offered up prior to the protest. Press play. Waited long enough and finally said, Lanny, step past this dude to get this right. This is an identity issue. You know why the identity of this movement has been lost? You know why the identity has been lost in this platform of kneeling and what does it really mean? Because the identity of those who are leading it has always been in question. Let's keep it 1,000 up here, because my past Ooh, is hot. My past <laughs> has expired for this. The past has expired. I've been going back and forth with this from day one at ESPN. Let's go. Kaepernick comes from a situation where he's never felt the full weight of these injustices. This is a mixed-race guy who was raised by a white family from Wisconsin to Central California. Respect. That does not disqualify you. Stop. Now, he said the identity. He then says that Colin Kaepernick was raised by a, he's mixed race and raised by a white couple. He says Wisconsin. Do y'all know where Colin Kaepernick was born? Milwaukee. Do y'all know the history of Milwaukee and its police department with police brutality? 
Do you understand the poverty rates that exist in Milwaukee? It is arguably the poorest city in America. Certain states, certain reports have shown that per capita, uh, it is in the top three of the poorest in the country. So what you hear Marcellus say, and I need to unpack this, what he's saying is, well, you really can't trust Colin Kaepernick to be authentic about these issues because he is not a full African-American. How can you somehow be someone to speak to these issues and you are not a full African-American? Listen carefully. What you're hearing is a purity test, a black purity test. Continue. But when you make missteps and miscalculations, oh, it comes back into play. And he never spoke on this when Black Lives Matters movement was at its height. Think about it, 2013, 2014, Ferguson, when, when Jay-Z is bailing prisoners out and doing protesters out and taking pictures and supporting Trayvon Martin and that family. What was Kaepernick? You know who he was? Taking his shirt off, bruh. He was, I knew Kaepernick back then. He was never talking about this. He meets Nessa 2015, all of a sudden, 2016, he gets benched, flip-flop. Not mad, that still doesn't disqualify you. But Nessa comes into play now, and we all know Nessa. Respect to her and her ethnicity, but it's not black, okay? So now we got mm. two leaders mm. who don't... Mm. Mm. So Marcellus then lays out who's not black. Then what he says is, oh, no, you didn't care about these issues. You didn't care about them until your girlfriend came along. Well, first of all, Marcellus, do, do your homework. Colin Kaepernick has stated that it was the shooting of a black man in San Francisco in 2015 that touched him deeply and caused him to rethink these very issues. Now, see, it's very interesting to listen to Marcellus talk about Colin Kaepernick and somebody who hasn't experienced the full weight of these issues. Later in this interview, you're going to hear Marcellus Wiley talk about uh, him um, growing up in Harlem and experiencing these things and 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 what happened. Oh. That's very curious, Marcellus, because see, Marcellus Wiley, y'all, was drafted in the NFL in April of 1997. He spent 10 years in the NFL. Do y'all know what happened on August 9th, 1997 in Marcellus Wiley's New York? That's when Abner Louima was uh, brutally beaten and sodomized by NYPD police officers. Can y'all please show me the evidence of Marcellus Wiley saying a word? Can, can, can you show me the evidence of Marcellus Wiley standing with the activists in 1997 who took to the streets to protest uh, Abner Luima being beaten and destroyed by the cops? Oh, but let's fast forward two years. February 4th, 1999. Do y'all remember Amadou Diallo? A black immigrant who was shot 41 times by NYPD. I recall they said he was reaching 
for a gun when it actually was his wallet. Do, do, I'm sorry. I, if, if, if the evidence is there, please, by all means, show me where Marcellus Wiley used his platform to stand up and call for justice for the cops in, in his beloved New York City who shot and killed Amandou Diallo in 1999. By all means, advance to November 25th, 2006, the final year, in fact, the final two months of Marcellus Wiley's career when Sean Bell was gunned down, shot 50 times by numerous NYPD officers. Your career was at its end, Marcellus. You had nothing to lose. You could have stood up and used your voice to call out those NYPD officers. Now, again, if the evidence is there, if the data is there where you actually did these things, by all means, put it up or shut it up. So you're questioning Colin Kaepernick because he's biracial, because he chose to take a knee? I, I do recall another young brother who is biracial, who spoke about the injustices in our society. Do, do, do y'all recall this moment happening at the BET Awards? Before we get into it, I just want to say, you know, I brought my parents out tonight. I just want to thank them uh, for being here, for teaching me. Um, to focus on comprehension over career that uh, they make sure I learn what the schools were afraid. Leave it right there. Now I'll go back to the frame. I see a white woman and a black man. Jesse Williams, the actor on Grey's Anatomy, honored at the BET Awards for his fight for social justice. Jesse Williams is a biracial man. Jesse Williams wasn't raised in the hood. Marcellus. So are we now saying that if you are biracial, you can't speak to any of these issues? Are we saying that somehow that if you have not experienced the full weight of police brutality and the full weight of injustice and the full weight of police officers, then somehow you cannot speak to these issues? Okay, Marcellus, I'm a black man who grew up in Clinton Park in Houston, Texas. Mama's black, daddy's black, did I experience the full weight of police brutality? No, I've never been in the back seat of a police car except the one that was actually at the mall when they were, uh, had some sign up and I sat in the back. I've never been in a situation. I have never been thrown against a car. I've never been held under duress. I've never had handcuffs on me, but there's no way in hell you can tell me I can't speak to these issues as if it never existed in my community. How can you sit there on a national platform and establish a purity test as to who can speak to the issues affecting our society. How can you do that 
Anybody who understands American history knows full well it is filled with individuals who are not black, but who have stood up for various issues. We understand there were white abolitionists. We understand that there were preachers during the civil rights movement uh, who were, there were politicians uh, who were black and who were Jewish and who were white and who were Episcopal and Pentecostal, who LBJ called on to put pressure on Republicans and Southern Democrats to support a 64 Civil Rights Act and a 65 Voting Rights Act and a 68 Fair Housing Act. Are we somehow to suggest that their work didn't mean, didn't mean anything? Oh, please, by all means. Go read Howard Zinn's book, who was one of the two adult supervisors who helped SNCC. It was Ella Baker and Howard Zinn. Z-I-N-N. Look it up if you need to. Who wrote a book on these new abolitionists who were within SNCC. He was a white man. So we somehow saying he didn't matter? Are we somehow saying that James Reed, who was beaten, in Selma, didn't matter? Are we saying Viola Liuzzo, a white woman from Michigan who could have stayed at home with her family, but who traveled down to Alabama to help sign black folks to register to vote, whose head was blown off on the side of the road, returning from Montgomery back to Selma on the day that the king gave that speech on the steps of Montgomery Capitol? Are we somehow supposed to say they don't matter? Oh, but they do. So what's up with this? Black purity test. And then the question, his girlfriend, to somehow say, oh, he got with Nessa. And all of a sudden, he began to change. Well, Marcellus, praise the Lord. Because, see, I can show you. In fact, since you want to go there, let me give you some history, Marcellus. And again, I like you, Marcellus. I think you're a smart guy. I think you got way more sense than Jason Whitlock. But let me tell you what Andrew Young told me. Since you, since you want to question Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend for the impact she had on Colin Kaepernick. Andrew Young told me this story, and I'll be happy to give you the videotape. Andrew Young said they were in New York. They had moved into a new apartment. He had a job as producing in television. They had gotten a new place and curtains and everything. And all of a sudden, a phone call came in. We need you down south. And they were watching television and they were looking at all the injustices happening down south. And Andrew Young's wife said, it's time for us to go. Andrew Young said, go where? She said, it's time for us to go back home. So you got to understand, Marcellus, Andrew Young was from New Orleans. He experienced the depths of Jim Crow segregation. Andrew Young said, wait a minute, baby, hold up. We just got here. We got us a new apartment. Baby got you some new drapes. Everything is good. She says, well, you can stay here, but I'm going. See, Marcellus, Andrew Young, Ambassador Andrew Young, Mayor Andrew Young, Congressman Andrew Young, philanthropist Andrew Young, told me that the reason they were with, able to withstand 
Jim Crow, it was because the black women who they were married to would not allow them to quit the movement. Andrew Young said out of his own mouth, Marcellus, that it was the women who put the pressure and say, y'all are going to stay with it and you're going to keep fighting. So you don't sit here and criticize Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend when the history shows it was women who stood behind their men and say, baby, you stand up for what's right. So I won't criticize a woman for encouraging him and loving him and supporting him but you present that somehow as a sign of weakness. Press play. Even feel the weight hmm. of the consequences. So guess what hmm. you are allowed to do right now? Preach. Have convenience. Ain't no cosmetics <laughs> here, bro. When I'm in Compton, when I'm in South Central and Harlem, that's my, my childhood to manhood, zero to 22 years old. Those three places. I know what it feels like. When you're talking to Jay-Z, who's been through Marcy Projects, Brooklyn, and all his successes, he's seen this. We both said, go, Kaepernick, go, and let the cause blindly support the man. But the character is now coming to question. And then now, Eric Reed is taking it and giving him cover. Eric Reed is taking Kenny Stills, another guy. Respect, guys. Another mixed-race individual who's not felt the full weight of this. So Stop. when you want to take this move, See, now we back. See, y'all see what's going on. Another mixed race individual who's not felt the full force of this. Fine, Marcellus. Show me the evidence of you using your platform to call out these issues. Show me the evidence of you standing up and speaking against police brutality and calling out injustices. Please show me the evidence as opposed to you sitting here pontificating on television saying what they are actually doing. Press play. Movement, and I hate to play the race card against my own race. Usually you play the race card against other races, right? But when I have to see these missteps and these issues all manifest, I get back to the identity of those who are leading it which has always been in question, mm -hmm. and now Jay-Z has answered that question. Come back. That's somebody who... Now, first of all, the identity has never been in question. We've known who Colin Kaepernick is. We know that Nessa, her folks, are from Egypt, and she's also Muslim. I'm sorry, but are you trying to somehow suggest that they can't be aware of these issues and speak to these issues? I, I do know of somebody who was with a white mama and a Kenyan daddy who actually pushed a bill that dealt with police accountability in Chicago. Are we trying to say that the things that President Barack Obama did and things that State Senator Barack Obama did and U.S. Senator Barack Obama did are called into question because, oh, he's not fully black? Are we trying to say that there are identity issues? Is that what we really are trying to say? So are we trying to say that Jay-Z is blacker because Jay-Z grew up in the projects and he saw these things. So is, is that what we're really trying to do here? Are we somehow trying to minimize what Colin Kaepernick was speaking about when he has articulated exactly why he did it? Press play. Really knows what this is about? Handle this. We can't have a conversation on this. Colin is not versed well enough in this subject. He never lived it. So therefore you have to study it. He's not well informed enough where these PhDs who are on ground level say, Colin, we've tried to meet with you. 
Mm. He does his own thing. He goes to the beat of Nessa's drum. Respect, brother. But then Jay-Z is sitting there saying, I want to handle this, man. Mm -hmm. And stop with this whole divide and conquer. This whole, oh, these two brothers going at it. Y'all some simple-minded fools. Come back. All black. Well, what the hell are you? You literally are describing yourself because that's exactly what you're doing with the commentary. You're literally trashing Colin Kaepernick and his girlfriend. You're basically saying that he's a simpleton and somehow he can't think for himself. You literally just say on national television, he doesn't have the intellectual capacity to understand the depths of these issues when Colin Kaepernick has actually been involved with Know Your Rights camps all across the country. Colin, you said he beats to his, uh, he going to his old drum. Yeah, he does. He's actually been putting in the work, putting his money where his mouth is. Now, I've also been critical because I think Colin Kaepernick should be speaking out more. I believe that he should be doing interviews, should be articulating exactly where we are, but that's simply not his style. Do you know who also styled it up, that, that, that also was the same way? Dr. James Lawson, the man behind the, Niagara, the, man behind the Nashville movement, the man who called Keene to come to Memphis. When I interviewed him, see, Marcellus, I'm not just somebody sitting on television talking about these issues. I'm somebody who's talked to the very people who have been involved in these things. So maybe you right now are operating outside of your depths like you criticizing Colin Kaepernick. James Lawson said it wasn't my role to be on the front row. My job was in the back of the church. He said, because somebody got to be the one behind the scenes. But see, when you try to minimize what somebody is doing, I take a shot at his girlfriend. It really speaks to you in your actual view. Press play. Experience is not monolithic, brother. So Jay-Z can do his way, and Colin, you can do it your way. But brother, we have seen your way, and we don't know what your leadership looks like because you're voiceless. You are voiceless in your own message, just like the people who are powerless are voiceless in our society. So now Jay-Z is saying, I'm going to translate this since I know what it feels like if this didn't work right for me. So now you look at this entire situation and you have to address the characters of the individuals because of what is happening in front of us. These guys have misled and I gave them a pass just like you. I knew Colin when he was all the way up and he wasn't thinking about this. And then when it first happened, I said, oh, my homeboys told me and people in the organization, he's pouting. You remember day one, he was just sitting there? Mm -hmm. He wasn't kneeling, and then they were they told him, kneel at least in respect. And he did that. Come and back. And then all of a sudden. See right there. See, what I really can't stand is when you present an argument and then you really have no facts to actually back it up. He was pouting. No, he actually was sitting. And it was a special forces member of the military, Nate Boyer, who went to him and said, sitting is actually disrespectful. You should take a knee. What ended up happening? Do y'all recall it was Nate who stood behind Colin Kaepernick as he took a knee? See, Marcellus is wrong. Colin Kaepernick was engaged in a quiet protest. It was an NFL reporter who actually saw him in successive games sitting on the bench and went to him and asked him, why are you sitting? Then Colin Kaepernick said exactly why he was sitting. He wasn't pouting. We now know why he was actually doing it. So Marcellus, why are you presenting a factually incorrect understanding of what Colin Kaepernick was doing? Roll it. The boat got in the water and that's where we've been for three years. One more thing and I ain't done. <laughs> and please, 
Please add my my name to this list of sellouts that goes like this. Jay-Z, Big Boy, Travis Scott, Malcolm Jenkins. Put my name on that list if you want to. Because you know what this is? This cause has turned into a validation and a credit for Colin Kaepernick and Nessa's blackness. And let me tell you, you had your past, and your past has now expired. Jay-Z, do you? as you always handle it, stay above the fray and just make this about action. Hmm, just make this about action? Well, what has Colin Kaepernick been doing while you have only been talking? Also, Nate Boyer spoke about this very issue in terms of what happened. This was on HBO Real Sports. Here, we go to my iPad. We sort of came to a middle ground where he would take a knee alongside his teammates. Soldiers take a knee in front of a fallen brother's grave, you know, to show respect. When we're on a patrol, you know, and we go into a security hall, we take a knee and we pull security. Was I, he receptive? I, very receptive. He said, I think that would be, I think, I think that would be really powerful. And, you know, he asked me to, to, to do it with him. And I said, look, I'll stand next to you. I got to stand, though. I got to stand with my hand on my heart. That's just what I do and, and where I'm from. You got called a lot of names. I got called a lot of things from both sides. I was told I was a disgrace to the Green Beret. That hurts. You know, it really does. But then I also had a lot of people in the military say, I think you're on to something. What you just heard completely is a count of what Marcellus actually said. Then he talked about Jay-Z's part. See, here's the real issue that happened with Jay-Z in the NFL that really was a problem here. And nobody wants to admit this. In the announcement they made, they laid out all the entertainment stuff. They talked about halftime show. They talked about soundtracks. They talked about live albums. What did you hear on the social justice side? All you heard was, we gonna do some stuff on the social justice side. What you heard was this clearly articulated entertainment plan that was well thought out. On the social justice piece, you didn't hear much. And that was the problem. See, there are a lot of people who I've talked to who have no issue with J.C. doing what he's doing. But see, the problem is, don't make it an announcement about entertainment and social justice when the whole announcement is about entertainment and ain't no social justice. Did y'all hear anything where they articulate exactly what they're going to be doing on social justice? Did, did any of y'all hear anything? Did y'all hear anything? No, I, 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 no. I don't recall hearing anything <coughs> substantive. No. See, this, no is what, this is what happens. So, so the problem is really your rollout. The problem is how Rock Nation and Jay-Z, how y'all rolled it out. That's why you're getting criticized. Because you had no substance behind it. Entertainment and no substance. But to sit here and demean Colin Kaepernick and call him essentially a lackey, and by saying him and his girlfriend are earning their black card, mm. Colin Kaepernick is a black man. He's biracial. So are we now to call the black card of Jesse Williams? Are we now to question the black card of Halle Berry? Are we now to question the black card of any brother or sister who's biracial? Are we really going to play that game, Marcellus? Because see, if we're going to play that game, we can play another game. We can play the game of a whole bunch of authentic Negroes who don't say a damn thing. If we really want to play that game, 
let's discuss authentic black people who don't speak up. If we really want to play that game, let's talk about authentic black people who are not doing stuff in their communities. To suggest that Colin Kaepernick has done nothing is a blatant lie. And to say it on television is dead wrong. Marcellus, you are absolutely wrong. As you said, playing the race card. What the hell was that? It was shameful. It was despicable. And it was pathetic television. And yeah, you should apologize for it. Because see, this is not about blackness and who's blacker. What this is about is a man who said he saw the injustice of a shooting in San Francisco. And you know what, Marcellus? Jenna 6 happened in 2006 when you were playing in the NFL. Did you say anything about that? See, I don't question like you did. Where was he with Black Lives Matter? Everybody don't arrive at the destination at the same time, Marcellus. There are some people who talk about it early. There are other people who actually bring it up later. See, I'm not concerned when you came to the conclusion to fight social justice. I'm happy when somebody arrived at that conclusion. And here's what I do know, Marcellus Wiley, that a 26-year-old Colin Kaepernick had the audacity and the unmitigated gall to take a seat and to take a knee because he felt that there was a cause bigger. When you were 26 in the NFL, what did you do? Being so authentically black, being somebody who has felt the weight of all of this, being somebody who was from Harlem, what did you do when you had the opportunity to use your NFL platform to raise the issue? The silence because you did nothing. You only focused on football. So I appreciate a Colin Kaepernick. I appreciate a Kenny Steels. I appreciate an Eric Reed and numerous others. Oh, by the way, when you made the, when you talked about um, these things don't matter and all things along those lines, and you know you're agreeing with Jay Z's time to stop protesting. Since I'm a reader, let me help you out. You need to get this book. Jason Whitlock, you can get it too. This book, y'all, is called Operation Breadbasket, an untold story of civil rights in Chicago, 1966 to 1971 by Martin L. Depp. And do you know what Martin says in this book, Marcellus? He says there were numerous times when they made announcements against companies who they were protesting and then the announcement called off the protest, and then they discovered that the company reneged on what they agreed to, and they had to go back to the picket lines. He says in here numerous times when they had negotiated to add black produced products to the book, book to the shelves, when they negotiated for the uh, stores to bank with black banks, when they agreed to hire black managers, um, companies reneged. So guess what they did? They went back to protesting. So when Jay-Z said, kneeling is time to end kneeling and now it's time to do the work, 
No, 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 no. You keep the pressure up until they show sustained action. What the NFL is just like Hollow Foods and just like these other companies in here who wanted the protest to end, what they'll do is they'll come to an agreement to tamp everything down and go back to business as usual. But Dr. King and Operation Breadbasket, taken over by Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr., led by him in Chicago, but they understood. And Martin says it in this book, uh, Marcellus, the biggest mistake that they made was they didn't have adequate follow-up to the covenants signed with these companies. Mm -hmm. This is history. And so for the people who say keep protesting, that's meant to keep the pressure on. That's meant to keep the attention on. And maybe five years from now, Marcellus, and we look back and we see sustained leadership from the NFL, then we can say the protest can end because it was job well done. Well, you might want to read a little history, Marcellus, because here's the piece. I didn't play football, but I damn sure know a whole lot about black liberation. And you're questioning the blackness of Colin Kaepernick is a shameful display on television, and it was wrong. One moment. All right, folks, Life Luck Jazz is the experience of a lifetime delivering top-notch music in an upscale destination. The week-long event is held at the Omnia Day Club Los Cabos, which is nestled on the Sea of Cortez in the celebrity playground of Los Cabos, Mexico. The Life Luck Jazz experience offers the ultimate getaway for discerning jazz aficionados by pairing an upscale international destination with luxury accommodations, fine heart cuisine, top shelf libations, breathtaking golf, exhilarating spa, health and wellness options, and much more, while showcasing some of the biggest names in entertainment. The second annual Life Lux Jazz Experience continues to build upon its success and heritage with jazzing around Los Cabos, a celebratory expansion of accomplishing its goal of sharing all the finest the destination has to offer, including daytime excursions and many concerts, including the Spirit of Jazz Gospel Brunch and Jazz Sunset Cruise. Confirmed guests, comedian actor Mark Curry, along with Gerald Albright, Alex Bunyan, Raul Madon, Raul Madon, Incognito, Pieces of a Dream, My Man Kirk Whalem, Average White Band, Donnie McClurkin, Shalaya, Roy Ayers, Tom Brown, Ronnie Laws, and Ernest Quarles. For more information, visit the website at lifeluxjazz.com, lifeluxjazz.com, and I'll also be broadcasting my show from there. Now back to your Roland Martin Unfiltered video. BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Oh. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.